Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara, where we share our knowledge as we chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 55, Moonwater Basics. Woohoo! So Moonwater is very common, very useful, and one of the easiest things to start out with making in witchcraft. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of more complicated spells and recipes and things that you can make, but moon water is probably one of the most straightforward. So it's great if you still consider yourself a beginner and are a little nervous about branching into anything more complicated. Moon water is a very easy place to start. But very powerful. Yes, but very powerful. So we have talked about moon water in other episodes just in passing. Is it being a tool that you can use um, around the Sabbath and things like that, but we haven't gone over the basics of what it is and how to make it. So we thought that would be a good place to start. So then from here on, when we mentioned moon water, you can refer back to this and know exactly what we are talking about. And how to make your own. So the first place to start, of course, is what is moon water? What are we even talking about? <laughs> so it is simply water that is infused with the energy of the moon, usually from a specific phase or a specific time. And we had an episode all about the different phases of the moon and what each phase means in terms of energy and workings and goal setting and things like that. So each specific phase of the moon has its own meaning. So most often people make full moon water yeah, this was like, I would say 90% of the moon water that gets made is probably full moon water. And that's just because of the powerful associations with a full moon, but you can definitely mm-hmm. make waxing, waning, dark moon, etc. water. You can make them, you know, during blue moons or super moons, um, those specific times like that during an eclipse or anything like that. So it's just tied to the energy of a specific moon. And we also, in that same episode of moon phases we talked about the different full moons in each month of the year and what those different full moons mean um, that also have completely their own energy so it all depends on what you want to use the water for what your end goal is with it and then you can use that energy in your working even after the phase is gone because you now have this vessel that contains that energy so if you have a specific working that you want to do but you're not going to be able to do it on the full moon for whatever reason you can't do it on that day or just don't want to you can make your moon water on the full moon and then use it two weeks from then to do whatever sort of ritual so handy (laughs) (laughs) and you can also then use it during the day because a lot of people don't want to be doing spell work at two or three in the morning. Not everybody is a night owl. So they don't want to be doing their spell work by the moonlight. So you can still use the power and energy of the moon even during the day. (laughs) Which is so handy guys. Like cannot understate. Yeah. It's really, really useful to have on hand, but as Steph said, kind of know what you want to do with it before you go to the trouble of making it. It is super easy to make, but you also want to make sure you're using the right type of energy. So 
Yes, it's it's good to. I mean, full moon is great for a lot of different things. Yeah, but it's good to time. look into what the different phases mean if you have a particular use in Perfect mind, in which mind. we will mm-hmm. get to in a minute. All of the different ways that you can use it. Yeah. So first, let's start with how you make moon water. Uh, everyone has a different technique, just in as everything else in witchcraft, we all have different ways that we do stuff and you can make it as simple or as complicated as you want. So the, the main basis, main technique, the simplest way that you can do this um, is to just get some sort of container that you can collect water in. Um, Ideally it's going to be boiled or distilled water. So there's less of a chance of bacteria Mm -hmm. um, or sediment in it. And if you're just using plain tap water and you're only going to be using it to say water your magical herbs, then that would be fine. But if you are going to be like drinking it or using it in the kitchen in some way, you definitely don't want all of that gross sediment yeah. and stuff and bacteria that can grow in there, especially if it's sitting out a couple of days. So definitely um, want to get as clean water as possible. And then you want to add it into your container, which should be glass. Yes, We've guys. Talked about this before that plastic is not great in witchcraft in general um or for the world or for the world yeah so so we don't like plastic and in this case plastic is an insulator so it's going to really block a lot of that moon energy that you're trying to get into the water so it kind of defeats the purpose whereas glass is just going to let that light come through Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense so you plastic is not not ideal so glass would be um, much better. Whatever kind of glass, if you have a glass, um, mace, I use mason jars because that's, I think, like the staple of witchcraft. There are no rules to witchcraft except buy a lot of mason jars. <laughs> I think that's just a rule in life anymore. Just buy a bunch just, of mason yeah, jars. Rule of life, the mason jars for everything. Um, but if it's just like a glass of water, that's fine too. Yeah. And then all you have to do is leave that to sit for two to eight hours in the moonlight. So the main point of this is that you catch it and remove it before the sunrise. Yeah. Because if the sun hits it, then it's no longer moon water. Yeah. So kind of defeats I mean, the purpose. Right now in the winter months, it's a little easier to leave it completely overnight because a lot of people wake up before the sun rises in the winter. But in the summer, when it comes up really early, if you're not going to be up at, you know, 430 in the morning to, to go collect your water, then it's better to just leave it for a few hours before you go to bed. Just set it out. And then before you go to bed, bring it back in. If two to eight hours is fine if you can't leave it overnight. And it doesn't have to be outside also, because right now it is freezing cold where I am and a window seal is what I use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would freeze. Yeah. It <laughs> would outside freeze overnight. and break my mason jar and it would be a whole big hassle. So window seal again, yes. it's coming in through glass. It's going into glass. It's fine. <laughs> and a lot of people uh, don't even want to put it outside for various reasons. Um, the wind can knock it over. Animals, stuff could get into it if you don't have um, a lid on it, like bugs and dirt and things. And a lot of people live in apartments where they just don't have the opportunity Access. to have mm-hmm. some place to even put it outside. So a windowsill um, is perfectly fine because it doesn't need to be in direct moonlight. So even if you are in the broom closet and the only kind of like space that you have to put it is your bedroom window and the moon that night doesn't happen to be on the side of the house that your bedroom is on um that's okay it doesn't have to be in direct moonlight because 
if the moon can still control the oceans and the tides, even when there's cloud cover, it can reach your glass. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, so you don't have to panic. It's all about the energy um, of like the time and the place where you are rather than the direct light hitting it. I mean, a yeah. lot of witches do prefer the direct light hitting it, but it doesn't, it's not going to change the energy. You're, you're getting the energy of that phase of the moon, which you can feel anywhere. Yeah, I prefer direct moonlight, but if clouds come out of nowhere, I'm not going to cry and be like, oh, it's ruined. Like, it's completely fine. <laughs> and after that, you just remove it and place it in the fridge, label it so you know what it, if you're, you know, using multiple faces of the moon and have lots of jars going, just label it so you know what it is. And um, just place it in the fridge because you can use it longer, obviously, if it's in the fridge, <laughs> if it's chilled. Yep. Um, so that is the most basic way. Put the water in the jar, put the jar in the moonlight, you're done. Uh, there, <laughs> there are a lot of other ways that you can make it more complicated, of course. You oh, can, yeah. if you have like a mason jar and you have a cap on it, you can use candle wax to sort of seal it. Uh, you can draw sigils on it or moon glyphs. Uh, you can use oils. There's a lot of oils associated um, with the moon or the specific, you know, spell work that you're going to be doing, you can um, use oils like on your on your vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally use a candle on top, so I melt the bottom of the candle a little bit so it will stick to the lid of the mason jar, and then I light that. Um, obviously, I only, I don't do this overnight. I don't leave a candle burning while I'm asleep because and not in your fridge. <laughs> that's not that's not safe. Um, husband's a firefighter so never leave a candle burning when you're asleep um but I do put it in the windowsill with a candle on top for a few hours uh before I go to bed because I feel like putting it like actively attracts and like draws the moonlight into the candle and down into the container and the water rather than just passively absorbing the moonlight by just sitting there I feel like the candle makes it like a little more active so uh, that's how I like to do it. To just like draw it in. Uh, a lot of people also like to put crystals into the water. You just have to be careful that they uh, are water safe. A lot of yeah. sodium based crystals are going to dissolve in wow. water. So you don't want your crystals to get damaged. And unfortunately, moonstone and selenite, which are like the two most associated with the moon, are both not water safe. <laughs> so, so don't you, put them in your moon water. <laughs> so don't put them in the moon water. If you are going to be using them, just put them next to the jar or on top of the jar. If you have a lid, like that's fine. But yeah, those two are both damaged by water. So don't put them in there. Don't put them in. So there, yes, there are a lot of different ways. Uh, I think at the time when this is going to go up I'm going to take a picture of you know like my candle and how I do it and post that to Instagram so if you have a different method or want to share you know what you do definitely let us know in the comments on that photo or tag us in the photo of how you set it up or anything because a lot of you know new witches or witches who are looking to expand their practice like to listen to this podcast um, that are always looking for new ideas so we love when it's like a community of you guys sharing your different ideas um we are not always experts and we love learning new things so yes we love learning new things and you're never going to know what sort of method works for you and what's going to inspire you um until you see it yeah uh so how do you use moon water like what is even the the point of collecting it and charging it and what what do you even do so 
we have mentioned it specifically before in terms of cleansing. Uh, We talked about cleansing your home and your tools and how you can use smoke for that, but you can definitely also use moon water for cleansing your space, cleansing your altar, cleansing your tools. You can cleanse other water safe crystals in your, (laughs) in your moon water, uh, which is a great way to use it. And you can also use it to cleanse yourself specifically in ritual baths. You don't need to make an entire bathtub full I was gonna of say, moon water. Don't try and like bathe, bathe in this, guys. It, yeah, you, that would take forever. <laughs> yeah, you don't need an entire bathtub full of moon water, but just like a regular bath and then add your jar of moon water to it would be um, a great way. And you can use it in all kinds of ritual baths. You know, you have ritual baths for, you know, love and self-love and prosperity and um, balance. That's actually coming up in our next uh Sabbath box uh, for Ostara. Ostara is all about balance. um, And we are going to have a ritual bath in that bath salts. um, And that's definitely something that you can add moon water to uh, because a full moon is also about balance that has balancing energy with a full moon. Um, So that would be a good way to sort of just amplify your ritual bath. It's also used in scrying. There are a lot of different ways to scry. We've talked about scrying as a method of divination. And that's just where you stare at a surface until images come to you. And then you um, decipher what those images mean. And um, the crystal ball is the most commonly known way of doing this. But there are a lot of different ways to scry. And you can stare into um, like a bowl or cup of water. You can use mirrors. You can use black screens, anything like that. And moon water is a very popular one to scry with. Yes. Uh, and it's just, I mean, you can use regular water, but moon water, you know, has a little bit of extra Ooh. energy. And if you are using it at a specific time, because you're looking for um, some answers about a specific area in your life, um, then timing that to the phase of the moon can be a good way to get the answers you are looking for. And a very powerful tool, guys. This is scrying, uh, especially if you're not necessarily using full moon water, but like dark moon or waxing or waning can really give you insight into specific issues you might be looking for information on. Another way that you can use your moon water is to water your magical plants. (laughs) (laughs) Tara grows tons of herbs. Yes, I do. She has a huge, huge thing, but, um, yeah, any sort of magical plants, if you have like a full garden or you just have like a little, um, herb box in your windowsill or anything like that, moon water, um, can be a great extra boost to your plants that will, you know, not only help them grow, but then infuse that magic once you end up harvesting and using said plants. And they, it usually works really, really well, better than normal water. Um, but if for whatever reason you can't get moon water, don't freak out that your magical plants aren't getting moon water every day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And just once in a while is, yeah. is a nice, nice way to use it. Yes. Another way that you can use moon water is by drinking it, um, but only up to three days and only if it's been in the fridge because yeah. we don't want to be drinking stale water that's, that's been sitting around. Yeah, you definitely don't want it if it's just been sitting in a container because it can start growing things in that container, especially if it's outside the fridge. So don't leave it on the windowsill for a week and and then be like, I would like some tea out of this. No, 
Yeah. You would not. You'd yeah. like some bacteria on that. <laughs> but if it is clean and you've kept it in the fridge, then it is perfectly fine to go ahead and drink that. Um, a lot of people drink it in ritual as part of the, their spell work. Uh, a lot of people also use it to make tea. Yep. Magical uh, teas are really good with a little splash of moon water. Yes. Tara Tara's the tea queen, but um, especially if you want to um, the, do any sort of taxiography, which is like reading of tea leaves, mm-hmm. tea divination, then moon water just gives it that extra little boost. Yep. And likewise, it can also be used in kitchen magic in general, outside of drinking and tea. It can be used in cooking. This is where I use it most often, actually, guys. Yeah, Shocking. you can use it in all, all sorts of different recipes. You can definitely make specific magical recipes like we do for the different Sabbaths. But you can mm-hmm. also just throw a splash in into whatever you're cooking um, just to give it a little bit of magic, even though you're, it's not part of a spell work or your intention isn't to be making a completely magical meal. You can just use little splashes of it here and there to sort of keep that energy going. Yes. You can also use it in painting. A lot of witches paint their books of shadows um, with watercolors. And I am not in any way, shape, or form talented enough to do that. Like, ditto. I, I paint, I <laughs> paint about as well as a two-year-old. So I couldn't. But there are a lot of witches who do. Um, we've recommended The Green Witch on YouTube before, Annie. And she actually paints in her book of shadows and she, in her grimoire where she's got all of her herbs and she actually paints like watercolors, the herbs into her book. Like it's beautiful, but outside of my skill level. But if you do like painting, then painting within your book of shadows can be a good way to use um, your moon water and make your book a little more magical. It's also a really good way to get sigils in there. Yes. If you are not big into painting, but you would like some protection sigils in your book of shadows, moon water is your friend. (laughs) It can also be used in spell work in general. It can be used to activate sigils, of course, because we've talked about activating sigils by destroying them as uh, a way to get that spell working. And you can definitely destroy sigils with water. And a lot of witches and Wiccans in particular use chalices in their spell work and on their altars um, to hold water during rituals um, and spell work. And yes, Mm -hmm. using moon water um, in that challenge chalice is a a way to um, boost that working or that ritual. Yep. Um, And the last way is during ceremony and other rituals and, and specifically thinking like anointing using a moon water to anoint. Um, Mm -hmm yourself or a person or it is often used in hand fasting Um, because you have to be blessed under the sun and moon and that's hard to do at one go (laughs) yes (laughs) that would be uh very difficult hand fasting um we mentioned in passing as being a very common um in a couple of the sabbats it's not you know one or the other i think sabbats in general are a very magical time for Um, hand fasting but in the Wiccan tradition you're kind of following along with um, like the goddesses the god and goddesses like their their lifetime yes life cycles that's the word I was looking for like <laughs> yes their life cycles um, so you know there we talked about like the history of that through like Beltane and Letha and like how they you know 
um, get hand fasted and then they, they grow together, but hand fasting is common at, at both Beltane, Letha, like all of those times. And yeah, it would be very hard if you have like a daytime ceremony to be blessed in the sun, like where's the moon in yeah. that so moon water is... less under the sun and moon and it's just real difficult unless you want to party for 24 hours which some do that's All fine, fine. <laughs> beltane is very popular for that yes yes the that's why beltane is so popular <laughs> uh but that is all of the not all the ways i'm sure there are other ways that those are the most common ways to yeah. use moon water in witchcraft um if you have any other ones that you specifically want to let us know about uh we'd be we would love to hear that yes. i personally use it most often in um just drinking it and some spell work and then mostly for watering my plant one the one plant you have that's, that's adorable I have one right now that's about my planting skill level I have a garden outside but it like tends to itself and I don't use any of the plants in my spell work so I, I specifically picked plants for the outside that will take care of themselves because it's not I do not have a green green thumb so I watered my one plant <laughs> with moon water and he is not dead yet his name is carlisle he's fabulous <laughs> he has a place of honor in our home just so you guys know he does so i'm the one plant i can keep alive with my moon water um so those are the most common ways and then usually for um uh, in the kitchen i generally don't throw splashes in here and there i usually intentionally make moon water in anticipation of cooking for sabbaths because that's yeah mostly i Tara does a lot more um, kitchen magic than I do and or just like kind of being like aware of it more often than I do with sort of like regular meals and I I don't I don't think about kitchen magic as much outside of the Sabbaths like it just uh, I don't I know I use it for kitchen magic but I would say a lot of what I use moon water for is for Sabbath uh, ceremonies um, and then magical plants and then I use the plants in my kitchen magic. I just kind of lump them all in together because I figured the moon water is for my kitchen magic, but it actually goes to my plants. And then I use it during ceremonies. So I don't Makes use sense. it. Uh, I've actually never really thought to put it in tea. I know that I've had it in tea before, but now I feel like I should start incorporating it more into my tea that I drink all the time. <laughs> You should let us know how it, how it goes. I will. I will let everyone, I'll give everyone an update after 30 days of moon water tea and see how I feel. <laughs> that is all we have for you this week on moon water. If you have any questions, definitely let us know. Or if you have any different ways to share about how you use moon water in your yes. witchcraft practice, we would definitely like to know. So let us know on Instagram. Yes, please. And we will see you next week for a fun episode all about Mercury retrograde and all of the other planets as well. Because I was going to say retrograde. (laughs) I know we are only, you know, two weeks into January, but at the end of January is 2021's first Mercury retrograde. So we want you to be ready. Yes. Everyone should be ready. Brace yourselves. (laughs) So we will see you next week for that. Goodbye. Need even more witchcraft? 
subscribe to our Patreon account for tons of exclusive bonus content, and order supplies from our Etsy store. Reach out on Instagram at Which Wednesdays Podcast or by email to whichwednesdays at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. Find all these links and more at whichwednesdays.com.